From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 B, and this is the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service for week commencing November 7, 2010. Sable Island off. Tuned out to what's happening in the world of amateur radio? Global simulated emergency test. Concern for our 24 gig band. VK's Travellers Net. And ARRL President makes final CUSO with Australia's WIA centenary station. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing November 7, 2010. Sable Island de-expedition postponed. N0TG reporting on Southgate News says, and I quote, Dear clubs and foundations who have generously supported the Sable Island de-expedition, unfortunately a delay has occurred. Due to the uncertainties of this delay, and that a reschedule of the de-expedition, if possible to do so, would likely need to be 2011, October or September, it is appropriate to refund the support you have provided. Unfortunately, no contact was given in the story as to where to send for the return of your support, so hopefully those who did provide support in whatever form still have the address so you can be refunded. The Wireless Institute of Australia, the WIA, marked the conclusion of our VK100 WIA Centennial Special Event Operation on October 31 with a QSA between WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, and ARRL President K. Craigie, N3KN. Log five minutes before midnight in Australia, the QSO between N3KN and VK100WIA with VK3KI at the microphone was the last contact recorded in the Australian Special Events Log. More on this historic broadcast later in this edition of WIA National News. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Brisbane area, it can be heard on 1843 kHz AM at 0900 local time Sunday mornings. I'm Terry, VK4 Alpha, Alpha Tango. Home of the good guys. Now hear this. Bionic Ear Chief Scientist, a radio amateur. A member of the Australian team, Jim Patrick, that developed the world's leading multi-electrode cochlear implantation, recognised as the most effective treatment of a form of hearing loss, attributed his career success to knowledge learnt as a radio amateur. Now Chief Scientist at Cochlear Limited, an engineer with training in physics and communications, he was recruited as a member of the Australian team that, in 1978, invented the first cochlear implant that let previously deaf patients truly understand speech. Based in Sydney since 1981, he's been a member of Cochlear's senior management team since then. Included in Jim Patrick's professional profile is shown his interest in amateur radio, holding the call sign Victor Kilo 2, Alpha Kilo Juliet. News from the Golflands. On OC227, Swears Island, there's been some great success in bolstering the DX Haven with antenna hardware. You'll recall we put a call out for a tower for Lynn. Well, thanks to the good guy known as Harold, VK4ANR, a 46-foot telescoping tower is arriving on the island real soon. Lynn wants to thank everybody who helped procure the tower, especially Eric, VK2VE, at Waverley Amateur Radio Society in Sydney. They made an extremely generous offer, but unfortunately the cost of freight made it unviable. Eric and club members put a lot of time into taking photos and measurements of their tower, so if anybody else out there closer to Sydney than Lynn and they're looking for a good 46-foot tower complete with tilt-over base, give Eric a call or contact Lynn for details and photos. 
Lynn has also taken up on an idea from Tanya, the XYL of Chris VK4FR, and will be decorating her new tower in Christmas fashion in time for the festive season. Foundation licence course and other examinations. The last VK1 foundation course and examinations for standard and advanced levels of licence is scheduled to be run on the weekend of the 13th and 14th of November. That's next weekend. Now for this to go ahead, CRAIC need to be getting expressions of interest and applications in right now. CRARC's November meeting is the time that they have their annual sausage sizzle, Christmas party and trash and treasure night all rolled into one huge bash. This year it'll take place Wednesday the 24th of November. In VK2, Hornsby and District Amateur Radio Club, if you've been unable to access the club's two-metre repeater on 147.25 recently, it may be because you have a 123Hz tone squelch set. This needs to be disabled and changed to the new frequency of 91.5 for Hornsby and District's Amateur Radio Club. And Fisher's Ghost Amateur Radio Club are about to hold another foundation licence course December 4 and 5. As well, Fisher's Ghost will be running upgrades to standard and advanced exams. Details from Wal Kelly, the President, VK2ZWK at wia.org.au. Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society wish to advise that the D-Star Users Group, South East Queensland, meet every Wednesday at 8pm Eastern Standard Time on 146.8375 Port C. This is the Gold Coast D-Star Repeater VK4RWN. There are about 20 or more amateurs who have D-Star radios in the footprint. Bob VK4RT told us the repeater had not been functioning well in the past and as a result many have lost interest and are not listening to the repeater. Now this group would like all those with D-Star radios to come on frequency and exchange information. Obviously you must have a D-Star radio to hear this repeater as the signal is definitely digital only 146.8375 port C. And don't forget, Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society will be holding its annual ham fest at Albert Waterways Hall, the Back of Australia Fair, Saturday the 13th of November. Now, discussion point. Tuned out to what's happening in the world of amateur radio? Jim Linton, VK3PC, takes a look at an issue that's not new, but very frustrating for those involved in the admin side of amateur radio and event or activity organisers everywhere. While there's a wide range of information sources available in our modern life, there are those who deliberately are too busy, lazy or for other reasons disengage from the world around them. The recent National Field Day is an example. There were those contacting field stations asking what is happening and admitting they had not heard that such an event was being held. Recently, the Radio Society of Great Britain General Manager Peter Kirby, G0TWW, picked up on the tuned-out syndrome in his blog. He wrote, It's very apparent that an element of the society's membership goes into hibernation for long periods of time. Despite a survey showing that 90% of our members have access to the internet and all get Radcom magazine, they remain blissfully ill-informed as to what is going on in the world of amateur radio. He cites a letter from a belligerent member who threatened to resign unless the RSGB changed its stance on compulsory Morse testing and how unfair it was that Class B licence holders are still restricted to VHF operation. The fact is that Morse code as a compulsory licence requirement ended in the United Kingdom in 2003. Indeed, the end of Morse code testing is still not yet fully appreciated by some in Australia. 
The work being done by national radio societies and the International Amateur Radio Union to protect and further the rights and privileges of radio amateurs worldwide also, disappointingly, does not have the recognition it deserves. Despite news and information being readily available about this crucial advocacy work, the message is not reaching its target audience. Being informed and aware can make our wonderful hobby of amateur radio even more enjoyable. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5RAD 147FM at 9am local every Sunday morning. I'm Bob, VK5NZ. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Global Simulated Emergency Test, Global Set. This emergency communications exercise is held twice a year. The next Global Set is on Saturday the 13th of November, 1100 hours to 1500 hours local time of the stations taking part. Jim Linton, VK3PC, Chairman, IARU Disaster Communications Committee, says the operation will take place on and near the emergency centre of activity frequencies on 80, 40, 20, 17 and 15 metres, i.e. 3.6, 7.11, 14.3, 18one and 21.36. The objectives of Global Set are to increase the common interest in emergency communications, test how usable the emergency centre of activity frequencies are across the three ITU regions, create practices for international emergency communication, and practice the relaying of messages using all modes. During Global Set, Radio Club Peruano (RCP) will celebrate its 80th anniversary and will be the Region 2 HQ station with the special call sign Oscar Charlie 80 Alpha. Communication support for dual disasters in Indonesia. Following two natural disasters, an earthquake-triggered tsunami and separately an erupting volcano, radio amateurs are providing their help as the enormous response effort continues. Orari, Organisasi Amateur Radio Indonesia, International Affairs Coordinator YB0AZ, says their Communication and Rescue Task Force has joined the team of the Disaster Management of Directorate General Post and Telecommunications, Ministry of Communication and Informatics, Republic of Indonesia. They been operating in the field and provide communication support to the government and communities in the area where the eruption of Mount Merapi and the earthquake followed by tsunami on West Sumatra. Media reports that at least 170 died, mostly drowned after the tsunami triggered by a 7.7 magnitude offshore earthquake struck the Mentawai Islands. While on the island of Java several hundred kilometres away, 29 were killed when the volcano Mount Merapi erupted, releasing clouds of hot gas, rocks and lava into the air. The remoteness of the affected area poor communications and the ongoing disaster response and relief efforts are likely to see the Arari Communication and Rescue Task Force involved for some time yet. Amateur Radio Examination Bursaries The South African Amateur Radio Development Trust is making bursaries available for students under 25 years of age who are planning to write the May 2011 Radio Amateur Examination. Each bursary pays for the examination fee, student membership of the South African Radio League for one year and contributes to the tuition fees. The bursary is valued at 1,000 Rand. Canadian Society, the Radio Amateurs of Canada, have just held their 35th meeting of the Canadian Amateur Radio Advisory Board, CARIB. 
CARIB is composed of representatives from both radio amateurs of Canada, representing Canadian amateurs, and Industry Canada as the regulator of amateur radio. Among key issues discussed at the meeting was IC's policy regarding temporary authorization of frequency assignments in amateur bands to non-amateur services, e.g. September 10th and 12th Pro Tour race in Quebec. Then last weekend, October 31, the radio amateur of Canada Directors Executive and Key Resources gathered in Ottawa to plan the future of RAC. They checked on feedback received, the future of the Canadian Amateur Magazine and what physical presence needs to be in the future, a vision of what RAC needs to look like to attract and retain members and to ensure the future of amateur radio in Canada iPod. A 12-year-old Delaware girl avoided a kidnapper by pretending her iPod was an iPhone. The girl was waiting outside her middle school for a ride when a man in a white van pulled up and commanded she get in the van. The potential kidnapper immediately fled the scene after the girl took out her iPod, held it up to her ear and pretended to call the police calling ET. The seven-month upgrade to the historic Mars antenna at NASA's Deep Space Network site in Goldstone, California has been completed. After a month of intensive testing, similar to the rehabilitation stage after surgery, the antenna is now ready to help maintain communication with spacecraft during the next decade of space exploration. The month of October was used as a testing period to make sure the antenna was in working order and fully functional. A team of workers completed an intense series of tasks to reach its first milestone, upgrading the 230 foot wide antenna in time to communicate with the epoxy mission spacecraft during its planned flyby of Comet Hartley 2 next Thursday, November the 4th. G4NJH from the RSGB News Service has a report now on a major concern for the 24 gigahertz band. Earlier this year, Ofcom announced an exemption for railway level crossing systems to use a part of the 24 gigahertz band where we have secondary status. More recently, on the 6th of October, the European Union's Radio Spectrum Committee published a review of automotive ultra-wideband short-range radars that currently operate across the entire 24 gigs band, and which, of course, considerable concern. The Society actively participates in consultations on these matters, and along with IARU Region 1, is working to protect and enhance our 24-24.05 gigs primary allocation where innovative DX and beacon activity is concentrated. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. November 20 and 21, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. NDX and international team of amateur radio operators are planning to activate Canton Island for nine days starting April of 2011. An additional day may be added depending on the sailing time to the island. Transportation has been arranged. All licences are assigned and the permit is in its final stages. Call sign will be T31A. They plan to have six stations with 12 operators with activity on 160 through 10 metres using CW, SSB and RITI. More is online at T31A.com. Members of the Sony Kaiushu's Amateur Radio Club will operate from the island of Danyo in the East China Sea using the club called JF6ZNT. This until today, November 7. Activity will be on 80 to 10 metres using CW, SSB and RITI. This island is one of today's most wanted in the Japanese islands on the air group, QSL via the Bureau. DL5MFL, DL4MAQ and DF9MV are planning to be active from Senegal from November the 8th to the 18th. The group will be guests of 6W7RV at the Lacalia Resort and will operate dedicated to holiday style. A 6V7 call sign is being requested and will be made public as soon as it's available. QSL via DE0MST. Travelers Net. 
As of today, Sunday the 7th of November, the 21.185 MHz Travellers Net will run in a new time slot from 0400 hours UTC to 0500 hours UTC due to propagation. The Travellers Net commenced soon after the introduction of the Novice Class Licence in VK to allow travellers with novice calls a similar service to the 20 metre Travellers Net, which was well established on 14.106 MHz for full calls. Today the 20 metre net runs on 14.116 opening at 02 hours Zulu with the callback and reports at 03 hours Zulu. The operators on both nets log call sign, name and planned overnight stops for all travellers who check in each day, pass any messages as requested and arrange QSOs or QSBs as required as a voluntary service to the amateur community, their family and friends. Sellers are now for the 21.185 net between 04 hours and 05 hours Zulu will check in and give a signal report. Broadcast monitoring SWL and scanner news. 29 years of legal CB radio, the big net event. Celebrating 29 years of legal CB radio in the United Kingdom, November the 2nd, our Melbourne Cup Day saw the big net event take place on Channel 29 UK FM right across the United Kingdom. For more information, please see the Charlie Tango DX Group Forum, www.charlietango.co.uk. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In WA, it can be heard on 146.7 MHz and also on 7.075 MHz, relayed via the Northern Corridor Radio Group Station, VK6 ANC, at 9am local time. And I'm James, VKE6FJA. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone. Yet again, an old beacon at a dump sparks a rescue mission. Rescue services were alerted Monday afternoon in ZL as an aircraft flying over the Bay of Plenty picked up a distress signal in the region. A helicopter from Rotorua narrowed down the search area. Radio Spectrum Management traced it to a refuge transfer station. The beacon located in the recycling centre. The beacon was operating on the old 121.5 and 243 meg frequencies. The incident serves as a reminder for people all over the world to dispose of old beacons properly, either by disconnecting the battery or taking the beacon to police, coast guard or a beacon retailer. Media Watch Now and Magazine, the 6 and 10 Reporting Club is active. The 6 and 10 Reporting Club is an informal group of radio amateurs, mostly from the UK, interested in propagation studies at frequencies around the high frequency to VHF boundary. Mainly, we could say those operating on the 6 and 10 metre handbands. The 6 and 10 Report is an activity of the RSGB's Propagation Studies Committee and you'll find more details of that when you go to wia.org.au and read this edition of the WIA National News Service. Now, on the WIA National News Service, Barry Robinson joins us. Barry, of course, is VK3PV. He's here with a look inside Amateur Radio Magazine for November. In the WIA comment, President Michael Owen, VK3KI, provides details of a letter he has sent to the Australian Communications and Media Authority, asking that the maximum power limit for advanced licensees be increased to 1,000 watts or 500 watts means power on all exclusive HF amateur service bands. Justification for the increase includes the need to overcome increasing electromagnetic noise pollution on all HF bands from consumer and commercial devices, enhance the ability to provide emergency communications and to address the disadvantage Australian radio amateurs have in contesting. It includes comparison of the Australian 400 watt PEP limit with those permitted in 13 other countries, nine which have higher limits. 
Another interesting reading this month is an article about the six-metre band and standard licensees from the first-hand experience of Stewie Birkin, VK8 NSB. And Foundation Corner, is good enough good enough when it's not perfect? An interesting potpourri of antenna basics, parameters, feed lines, SWR, efficiency and radiation patterns presented by Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. This is Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and I will have more about the contents of Amateur Radio Magazine on next week's VK1 WIA broadcast. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Sunday, the 21st of November, will see the New South Wales Carriage Driven Championships being held at Doug Wilcoxon's VK2FDWM and Wife's Dots property at Whitwood. This event is always a bit of fun and a nice relaxing day in the country watching horses and their accompanying carriages do their cross-country sections and the obstacles run and reporting the various times and penalties. Sections will be on 2 metres simplex, obstacles on UHF. Again, if you are in the region, then please contact CRARC and offer your expertise. Canberra's final event for the year will be the BMSC's Rally de Femme, or Lady Driver event. This small rally is designed for the long-suffering wives, girlfriends, partners and others to take over the rally car from the boys and to get out of control or complete control or get revenge. It often attracts competitors from Sydney and the South Coast in addition to the locals. So again, please contact Phil, VK1PL, by email if you can assist with any of these events. Worldwide Special Interest Group's raw Rotarians of Amateur Radio. Guglio Marconi, father of wireless, was an honorary member of the club from 1933 to 1937, and it continues the tradition and honouring Marconi right to this very day. Nowadays, its honorary members are Marconi's daughter, Princess Electra Marconi. VK4EB Ted Gold, the founder of the first commercial radio station in Queensland, was vice president of the Toowoomba Rotary Club. Townsville Rotaract 2011 calendars now on sale. The Thurungawa Central Rotaract 2011 calendar has exquisite photographs of things about the region and are a nice size to post away to rallies around VK. The calendar is the main vehicle for the Thurungawa Central Rotaract Fund, raising funds for local children and charities. The calendars are available for purchase at Navcom Electronics, the corner of Boundary Street and Perkins Street in South Townsville. And now for the lowdown column. G3XBM achieves 1,733 kilometres on 500 kilohertz. This using WSPR. And he writes, This evening, quite unexpectedly, I got a string of reports on 500kHz WSPR from OH1LSQ at the outstanding distance of 1,733km. To me, these are amazing reports, pushing my best DX on the band with just a few milliwatts ERP to new levels. 
What surprises me is how well a very simple vertical wire loop works as the TX antenna. The wire is just one millimeter in diameter, with an area of around 70 meters square, with the part of the loop laying on the ground, buried in the wet grass. Even more than before, I now believe almost anything is possible. Now I just need to repeat it on 137.5 kHz. Further, G3XBN has other great news. He has an 8.9 kHz transmitter permit. The UK regulator Ofcom has issued Roger G3XBM with a permit to transmit on 8.97 kHz and he is believed to be the first UK station to receive authorisation for the 8.7 kHz to 9.1 kHz band. And the duration of the permit is one year, modes not specified and power 100 milliwatts EIRP and the location at his home QTH with special clearance if going portable, as some UK locations have at least a 4km exclusion zone. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Mildura, it can be heard on VK3RMA 146.800 every Sunday at 9.30am. As we leave VK1WIA and the National News Service for yet another week, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Thanks for listening. And on the social scene, November 7, that's today in VK5 as the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at Goodwood. November 13, next Saturday, VK4, the Gold Coast Hamfest, Albert Waterways Hall, Broadbeach at 8.30am. Followed on the Sunday, November 14, in VK4 at Rockhampton, the President's Lunch. And December 4, in VK7, Central Highlands Hamfest at Miena. Now the final final and rewind. This is something that is going to go down in the history books on the history pages here at the WIA. And don't forget, you can check out the history pages on this URL, wiaq.com. That's wiaq.com. You know, since VK100WIA went on air in May, it's logged almost 25,000 contacts. The last... VK3KI and N3KN at the microphone. VK100WIA is portable for the Westlakes Amateur Radio Club. The operator is VK3KI. This is the final contact for VK100WIA. N3 Kilo November. This is VK100WIA. Michael told Kay that the WIA, the Wireless Institute of Australia, was pleased that the special event station's final contact could be with her and thanked the ARRL for its support and for participating in the WIA Centenary Weekend through ARRL International Affairs Vice President Jay Bellows, K0QB. Owen also said that the WIA was passing the baton onto the ARRL as the ARRL would be celebrating its centenary in just four years' time.
congratulated the WIA on our 100 years of service to amateur radio here in Australia, wishing us well as we begin our second century. She noted that strong national societies around the world working together through the International Amateur Radio Union are essential for the future of well-being of amateur radio. VK3KI expressed the WIA's appreciation for the ARRL's contribution to amateur radio, especially the League's service as the International Secretariat of the IARU. Through their extensive program of centennial observances, including the VK100 WIA operation, the WIA has set the bar very high for the ARRL's own 100th anniversary activities in 2014, N3KN said after the QSO. I am honoured to have been invited to be the last station to work, VK100 WIA. This is VK100 WIA now closing down. Gentlemen, very best wishes. Good luck. Thank you very much for the honor of being your final contact. This is November 3, QO, November Blacksburg, Virginia. Sign and clear. So it is congratulations to all the clubs and individuals who took part in VK100 WIA celebrations. And we would like all the clubs to please finalize immediately your VK100 WIA logs. Do that certainly by the end of November, but we would like to see it very, very shortly. 